What it is, what is up? What is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling, y'all. And your yeah. auditory announcer tuned into episode 178 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy, and I guess a.k.a. the deck commander. Yes. What up, bro? Uh, Hey, everybody. Uh, Happy to be back. Talking about games. I know you all love them. We love them. And I can't wait to chop it up with with you two homies. Let's do this. All right, all right. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What up? Not much, man. Just uh, in the throes of... Connecting and reconnecting stuff. My living room is a tattered mess, and then I'm trying to get everything connected to this uh, beautiful OLED C1 OLED in here in my little like gaming uh, computer den on here. So um, got the fire it up, and I haven't really tweaked with the settings yet, but I could see the pure blacks. I could see the 120 frames a second. I definitely see. Uh, the attraction. I just kind of wish I bought a 65 inch to put in the living room instead of it being in here. But don't take it back. I ordered from sure. LG Direct, so it's nowhere to take it back to. So oh oh mm. yeah. So you know I might might have to go in and look at, into the the gaming den and uh, look at that sealed Pokemon Ruby for the Game Boy Advance I have in my collection and. <laughs> I don't care about no Pokemon. I care about TV. So there you go. <laughs> gotta ca- gotta catch them all them OLEDs. Catch all your LEDs, huh? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what what kind of rolls on. But I'm gonna enjoy this for now. All right. Yeah. So or try to. Uh, try to. Yeah. <laughs> I had to order a 20 uh, foot Cat 5 cable and a 15 foot HDMI cable. So. Mm. So. All the method of my madness on here. So, all right, all right. Well, as usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. All right, let's kick things off with Dez. What you been playing, man? Well, unfortunately, I haven't been playing that much. Uh, the reason being is I spent a lot of time. Uh, this week at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I went to Comic-Con and um, it was uh, it was very it, it was it was a lot smaller than than other years. And I think this is the first year back uh, post COVID. And I think people, you know, we're still taking it really safe. And so uh, there, there wasn't the crowd of people that it was, which is which is fantastic. Um, I have to give it up to the San Diego or the Comic-Con International's uh, staff. 
they were really uh, like they mandated everyone had to sh- had to show the vaccination cards, make sure that they were vaccinated. They got a wristband to say that they were vaccinated. You had to have a wristband and a badge to get onto the floor. Plus, you had to wear your mask while you're on the floor. And they were very diligent about um, uh, uh, making announcements about folks needed to wear their masks. And some of the people who were uh, some of the vendors were actually had signs saying, um, if you want to talk to us or purchase anything, please, you know, have your mask, you know, on when you when you approach us. So I was like, OK, cool. You know, I really I really thought that that was was cool. And it was and it felt like a very like, you know, safe atmosphere. One thing that was really different, though, that I noticed aside from from the the, the lack of people was the energy. The energy was really kind of low. Um and I think that was mostly, again, because people were really still, you know, just truly trying to be, you know, how is this going to be? Is it going to be okay? A lot of folks were super nice. Um, I I went because I volunteered, so I wanted to volunteer because they didn't sell any 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 more tickets. So all the people that went this year were people who had bought their tickets for 2020, and and the ones that that wanted to continue to use those tickets uh, were able to come and people did want people did get you know um refunds or or didn't use their tickets or decided to eat the cost because they just didn't want to want to worry about it um and comic-con held held a small uh special comic-con last november and they tried to sell tickets at that for this year but i don't think it was really um well attended as well um which is not surprising you know people were still you know very concerned about about covid which a lot which most people still are so um so again oh and but they did uh put on ebay and and auction off some tickets uh double and single tickets and they went for for a pretty penny so there was still interest interest in it um, but it wasn't nearly as packed as it was before. So I actually liked it. People were saying that it was pre, um, it was pre Twilight because Twilight, uh, and the vampire craze is when kind of Comic-Con went kind of crazy when they started showing up there with like Twilight and True Blood and, and, and it really became sort of like a tween mecca and all these tweens kind of showed up and everything and people wanted to, you know, see stuff, but but other than that, it, it really wasn't bad, you know, spent more money than I should have, but I got to see some a really a lot of cool stuff. I got to see uh, the Capcom booth and they were showing actual uh, gameplay of Street Fighter VI. Uh, it looks pretty dope. And how they set it up was they actually had it in an arcade cabinet and uh, you couldn't play, if I remember correctly, you couldn't play against anyone else. It was a single player cabinet. Uh, but they had a stick and a um, and buttons, and I think I think that they were wiping it down. I couldn't really get to see super close because I didn't want to get too close to it. But um, but it looked pretty dope. What I was seeing, I was seeing someone playing Chun Li, and and they were doing the the, the Chun Li moves, and it was all that weird kind of like swooshy watercolor, you know, paint by number kind of thing they were doing with it, and it looked pretty cool. Like it looked pretty cool in motion. So you Street Fighter fans definitely have something to look forward to when six comes out so definitely um look out for that i got to see nintendo they had a a i don't want to say it was a life-size bowser but i think it was um made out of legos and because it was the lego and nintendo 
combination, their partnership. So what it was was they had this big open area on the and you could get on this little platform and they would, you know, Bowser would move around and it would growl and it would be like Roar, and, and you could see yourself running away from this VR Bowser like Lego Bowser. It was really kind of cool. I got some pictures of it and I'll probably post it in the Discord. Uh, but it looked pretty cool. I got this guy like, you know, running from Bowser as he was looking back at, at it. But it it was a it was literally like a I want to say like a six or seven feet tall Bowser made out of Lego. So it was pretty it was pretty cool. Like I was like, wow. Um Yeah, I saw that was, uh advertised and yeah. Like... Yeah, I, I got to see it like in 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 live and I was like, oh damn, that's a big ass Bowser. <laughs> So it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool overall. How so. how big is the one they're releasing for the public? Oh, I don't think it's that big. No, I think this was just done for um for for shiggles uh, to really push it at at Comic Con. I don't think it's going to be that big. Um, I do think that this same uh, setup will be at PAX, and Joe and I are going to PAX, so I think you'll be able to get to see it, uh, Joe, when you uh, when we go there um, in September. So. So maybe you can get chased by your older brother Bowser. So there you, know, you go, and chase you down. <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, I had a great time. San Diego was beautiful. Uh, the, the the weather was great. It was it was a bit humid, uh, but all in all, fantastic time. Uh, but the only game that I got to play uh, this this week was Tiny Tina's. I'm still experimenting with classes. Um, though I think that I do have one class that I'm really rolling, and that is the spell shot. I really like the spell shot. They have a they have a move called Magic Bullets, and and it synergizes well with your um, with your magic, and and you can like ambihextrous where you can do use two different spells. So you could have two spells and cast you know tons of hydros and stuff, but. I'm still working on my builds, but I think that's the one that I'm going to to go with. My second build uh, that I'm going to play is the um, the Spore Warden because I really like the the Ranger type uh, uh, type type gameplay. But but those are what I've been playing. Joe and I have been playing it uh, pretty consistently. I think we've been doing pretty well with it. I'm enjoying the game. I hope you are too, Joe. Um, but that's pretty much what I've been playing. And I think that's a great segue to pass it on to Joe. Um, I know that you and I have been playing Tiny Tina. Um, is it still, is it still got its hooks in you too? You know, or are you getting cold on it? What are your, what, what no, are your, I'm not what are your thoughts cold. on it? I just haven't been playing a lot of games because I've been busy with my personal life and then, of course, getting the TV hooked up and whatnot. So, yeah, I think a lot uh, of us have been really super busy with other stuff in our life this past week. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, as far as the character classes, though, I got, I got a Stabomancer, of course. I've been playing multiplayer exclusively with you, and then um, I'm also messing around with the Spore Warden, which is the rogue character, the character that's a little bit more long-range, if need be. And I actually have kept that character just a single-player campaign because it gives me a chance to, you know, listen to the narrative there's no like deep deep narrative in the game but you know when we're playing multiplayer i'm not really we're fast forwarding through the cutscenes and that kind of thing you know i know you've probably seen it multiple times because you're rolling multiple characters but i wanted to take the time to actually like just watch the cutscenes and if i was playing it single player 
on there. And since I'll be able to share the loot uh, back and forth a little bit uh, between characters, that might be beneficial for me as well to see every, how everyone else plays. I haven't played with a spell slinger or an ele elementalist yet or a summoner. So it's just uh, maybe I'll get a chance to mess with those and, and with the necromancer as well on there. So I know we played a little bit uh, um, multiplayer, but that was uh, that wasn't this last Thursday. It was the Thursday prior with uh, Eric Bouchard of GH Radio. So yeah, we had a, we had a uh, uh, a uh, uh, what is it a, a GH Radio and uh, and and uh, uh, Gaming Vessels Game Night kind of mixer. It was really kind of fun, actually. Yep. So. But, uh, you know, this past Thursday, I don't think our game night went off. Were you online, Kevin? I, I jumped on for, like, the first half hour to skedaddle after that. So Yeah, I was on. Uh, Jay joined for a little bit, but uh, I was pretty much the only one there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, though. It's like, you know, I was, like, I was looking at this monstrosity of a setup I'm trying to get hooked up. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, we're going to get back to this business here. So, so. Yeah, and as far as my setup right now, I mean, I know uh, Will D's trying to give me the business, but I am putting the Steam Deck as part of the setup as well on there. I was looking at a um, dock that's being sold right now that looks pretty interesting because I know the official Valve dock is not available as of yet. It won't be available for a while on there, but there's definitely looking to integrate the, that in the setup as well. So we'll, we'll see. I want to be able to fire up and enjoy everything with this uh, beautiful new TV. So we'll see how things go. So that's it for me. Uh, what about what you've been up to? What you've been playing, Kev? Uh, I really haven't been playing much. I've been I've been playing, uh, I guess, real life. It's like my mom mm -hmm. is, is helping my mom with some uh kind of sort of a devastating event that happened it's not her health she's fine but she had a main line in her main water line mm. in her house burst and half of her house has been flooded so uh, been helping her with that for the most part um as far as the gaming side um i have been playing a, i played a little bit of outriders i've gone and completed eye of the storm i soloed that so i can actively say that i can solo eye of the storm very consistently and i have completed the world slayers content which really wasn't that long and i have completed a couple of run-throughs on the uh uh, I forget what I forget the name that they have for the in-game uh, trials of Qatar or whatever they call that. I, I I know I'm naming it wrong. Gotta say I'm kind of sort of disappointed in Trials of Qatar. It's um, it's barely. I think to be honest, I think the resource runs are more fun. Oh really? Yeah, um, the resource runs are more fun. The in-boss for the resource run, Eye of the Storm, is not very good. The end-bosses in the uh, Trials of Qatar are better. 
but the route to the end bosses in the trials are it's not it's not as fun as the um as the resource gathering it there basically what you're doing is you are literally replaying the end of world slayer that is your end game so when you complete it you go back to the hub in for for trials and you can go into your menus and you can up your uh difficulty now maybe when you up the difficulty things start changing maybe new uh new areas start opening up i'm i am apocalypse tier 17 right now um but it's it's you're just playing the very end of the story of world slayer literally you you go through this you go to the same places he repeats the same dialogue um you're and you fight basically the same enemies and i don't know the world the presentation that they gave us leading up to this suggested a much more robust and in-depth environment than the uh eye of the storm i'm saying there's more variety in eye of the storm at this point unless things change as the apocalypse tier increases i i'm i'm just seeing more i i i am it, it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird other than the three or four boss fights that you can do leading up to the end of eye of the storm where you fight the the last boss which is while the eye of the storm boss was just irritating as all get out the end boss for world slayer is kind of a joke he's just uh he's just a big giant armor set that's walking around with a giant yeah that's walking around with a giant axe the toughest thing about him is that he he has these uh telekinetic axes that he throws at you and so they're multiple axes they all have their own flight path but if you just look at the ground you can see where their flight paths are so you can you know adjust your movement uh accordingly and if you're running a technomancer your gun your your turrets because uh, i'm i'm using tur i'm doing i've got a turret build the turrets just burn him down at least with the mods that i have on my on my character just burn him down really easily so it's i guess it's cool <laughs> it's just it just feels like it's not very satisfying huh it not at this point not at this point so i don't know if it's you know i just have to go up some or open up some more apocalypse tier levels or uh or what i don't know um but yeah, this is, let us know like if you've we have some folks you know i know who are listeners that have that play it and have and have gotten you know as far as john bt you know, let us know your thoughts about it. You know, is there something that that Kev's missing? I haven't gotten that far on it. Um, I I heard that a lot of the stuff was was kind of lackluster, and then and then hearing uh, K 
Kev kind of confirmed that. I'm I'm kind of like mm, maybe I should be spending more time with um with Monster Hunter then. Um you know, at least that might have a little bit more uh more variety or staying power than yeah. what's going on now. So, I don't know. For me, it's like I'm thinking about just finishing the World Slayer content and if the uh, in-game stuff is not that compelling, just kind of bookending it a bit. Um, You know, John basically commented in our Discord saying that Outriders is just mindless and easy to play for a bit. He's getting ready to move on. Uh, I guess he joined the game and... He was uh, up to, I think, tier 20 in minutes on here. He power level to Ascension level 200 almost instantly, I guess, from <laughs> joining in a random game. So it's just like... Cool. I mean, again, uh, sometimes that mindlessness gets is fun, but sometimes that gets to be a bit much. And it seems like for some people, that's what's happening. Yeah, I was just expecting more um, based off that presentation that they did leading up to the release. But the other game that I've been playing that uh, has not uh, has not been a down a downward slope in enjoyment has been DNF Duel. Uh, that game is probably it, it's it's the funnest fighting game I've played in since Street Fighter Three. In my opinion, it 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 really is. It's um, you know, doesn't have the doesn't have the story engagement, the single player story engagement that say a Mortal Kombat has been doing at least since ten, and uh, it, but man, I mean, these characters are the the, the character designs are just fantastic. The move sets are simple and easy to grasp, which I was kind of, kind of, kind of questioning originally because I didn't get a chance to play the, any of the betas before the, the final content release. Uh, but man, this game is—it's it, just—it's just a crap ton of fun. Um, I'm running Crusader is the is my main main, and I've been trying to again get a second character uh found foundationally down um and i i haven't made a decision because i started messing with other characters in the roster and just about every character i've played i want to i want to play as well so uh, i still haven't given up on grappler i'm i'm messing i'm still continuing trying to get his um his uh his grapple move links down the timing for for his charge attacks uh that that is just that has been the biggest hurdle for me uh but i think i might be on a breakthrough with that so uh i've also played berserker who is that that character is just ridiculous amounts of fun uh his pressure game is the, well, Swift Master's pressure game is unrivaled. I mean, Swift Master's practically broken, but all the characters in this game are broken a little bit. <laughs> but Swift Master takes it to a whole other level. Uh, but Berserker is just uh, a, a crap. T- his is just he just beats you down uh, relentlessly. And sacro his move set is he can sacrifice health for bonus damage and put himself into awakening. 
to unleash his uh, super attack, which uh, in the right hands basically means a couple hits means uh, death <laughs> for you. Uh, his and his move sets are really easy. His combos are really easy to learn. I've also been playing as Ranger, who is like the uh, like the cowboy. Uh, think uh, Trigun for old anime heads. Uh, obviously, that's whom he's <laughs> who he's based off of, and uh, that character is is like you know zoning master. He uses six guns to keep you at bay, but he also has uh, a couple of quick melee attacks uh, that can so he can get up close in your face, but his uh, primary uh, area of attack is just kind of keeping you zoned out with his uh, uh, with his uh, six guns, and I've been having a blast with him. And so it's going to be it's going to be between Grappler, Berserker, and Ranger. Um, I've 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 got the move set for Crusader down, but I I I, I every time that I do this with every fighting game that I play, I want to have at least two characters. Uh, before I go online, so I'm still making my continue to make my decisions. I probably would have been messing around with the online had uh, uh, the plumbing troubles uh, not popped up, but uh, eventually I will be jumping into online and venturing into that. And but in the meantime, I've been watching you. I'll, there is just like a ton of YouTube and uh youtube tutorials on all the different characters in dnf duel there's also a great fighting community around dnf duel on twitter a lot of tech a lot of character specific tech out there uh the pros have uh pretty much broken down just about every character showing you what's possible and uh, making it, putting it out in really easy to follow, easy to understand uh, video content. So there's a lot of support for this game. I'm really interested to see where the uh, DLC content is going to go. Uh, but man, I I haven't had the DNF duel. Like I've said, has got to be the probably for me personally. And again, this is. You know, outside of the uh, the Garou series, the Final Fight series, I mean, that's probably always going to be my favorite. But uh, since Street Fighter Three, I ha I just really haven't encountered a modern fighting game uh, that has really just kind of drawn me in the way that DNF Duel has. So. Uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> that has just been my jam of late when I have the opportunity to play. And I'm finally utilizing my my hitbox, which has just been a joy to use. I've, I've got that. I've, my barrier of entry between usage of, the, of my arcade stick and my switch box is pretty much gone now. So well, that's great. Yeah, I've been... Uh... Waiting for Target to kick me down my DNF duel for the reduced price I purchased it for, but they are still back ordered. So, <laughs> sorry, dude. Give it up, and I just want to save that fifteen dollars, I guess, right, to get it. You know, three months late. I'm just obsessed over here. So. Yeah, get your, get your, get your deal. Your three month deal. 
a three month late deal, you know. Kevin over here like having so much fun, you're like, oh <laughs> You knew it. Yeah, my three month deal. <laughs> I wanna save that money. I want my cake and eat it too. Yeah. You better wait for that cake. <laughs> so that's been it for me for this past week or so. And with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be our main event. All right, Diz, you got the mic. All righty. So, as always, thank you to everyone who takes the time and uh, comes in and reads and responds to our main event. Uh, the main event for this uh, this episode is, what is uh, the least favorite console that you have purchased in your lifetime and why? Why did it not work for you? I.e. selection of games, no first party support, etc. Let us know and we'll discuss your responses on the next podcast. So we got a pretty good um, we got a pretty good uh, information for that, and I really thought uh, that this had a really like lot of legs. So uh, so first from Irish Joe 13 on Twitter, he said the OG Xbox. So that's the Xbox One, the first one, not this new one, but the first Xbox. Uh, he said I bought all these peripherals, games, controllers for about seven hundred dollars worth, and a few months later, Microsoft said. We were not supporting it anymore. Meanwhile, Sony supported the PS2 way after the PS3 came out. At that point, I was not a supporter of Xbox until recently with the Series X. Uh, Mr. Much, Mr. Mustard Fred Fringe 2017 on Twitter says, The PS3 was my least favorite system. I was excited to get it and play Metal Gear Solid 4, and I still haven't finished Metal Gear Solid 4 yet. Not going to put all the blame on Sony. I believe uh, that was the time of the Xbox 360, and I just couldn't get enough of that system. Take care, guys. And then uh, from GH Radio, Alfred says uh, on Discord, uh, the Xbox One is my least favorite console. That's easy. The console was ass. So from those first three, you know, we got... We got some folks who were saying like the OG Xbox, PS3, you know these older these older systems. Uh, Kev, what was your um, your like system that could go die in a fire? Uh, what 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 was the one that you you know paid for and was just like this is ass? Why did I do this? Give me my money back. Oh, that question's easy. It's the Xbox One and the Series consoles. Whoa, as easy as, okay. easy as pie. Uh, Xbox huh. One, I think, started on the wrong foot because they were TV, 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 yada, 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 you know, get this, this connect, you know, or, or whatever the hell they called it, connect. I think that's what they called it. Xbox yep. Connect. We, we, we got, we got TV in the box. We, you know, uh, subsidized by your cable companies i think that's what the goal was and games were secondary they were as that games were a secondary uh issue but nevertheless i jumped on a um on a deal that they had because i had um uh, i had i had paid money for the ps4 
and I had a PS3 that I still had, and I had, um, I think I had another console. Yeah, I think it was my, was it my Xbox 360 that I still had? That No, I didn't have an X. I had, but anyway, they had some kind of deal through Best Buy where they were giving you a hundred, couple hundred dollars for either a 360 or P or a, um, uh, or PS4. There was some, there was, they had some kind of deal and they were putting extra money on top of that from Microsoft. Anyway, I took advantage of the deal, got the original Xbox one Sans. This was after they took out the connect requirement. Uh, that system was ass. Uh, just like <laughs> Alfred was saying, the the UI was garbage. It was slow. It was hard to understand. Everything everything about it was just just uh you, you know you couldn't post directly to Twitter. You had to go through some type of uh, hotmail exchange. Uh, which posted a link on Twitter, which people had to click to go. And I went, it was just, just, just trash. Uh, but the one thing that it did have was games. I will give it that much. It actually did have games, which brings me to my, my equally ass console, the Xbox series. I got no games. You know, and yes, are there games on the console? Yes, there are. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Forza. Don't care about motorsport. Forza Horizon is just, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. If you like it, hey, I love it for you. It, it's not my ideal of a, uh arcade-ish racer it's it's just too it's too it's just too horizon for me gears people yeah (laughs) gears gears four had a bad story it had a bad ending um and gears five was just total ass as far as a story It, it was just trash i finished both of them i'm i'm done with gears i i if if I'm going to play Gears ever again, it's just going to be the first three. Could not stand this new crew that they created. The story was just not interesting. Um, but the problem with the series consoles is that there is just no content that screams, hey, this is why I spent $600 on this console. Or $500 on this console. There isn't. There's not. I mean, you can make a case for Forza Horizon 5, and I guess 4, which is basically 5 as far as I'm concerned, with just in Mexico. And okay, but other than that, I am just not seeing anything really worth my time. I go into Game Pass which that is Xbox right now. Xbox is Game Pass. Game Pass is Xbox. And I go into, you know, I was a Game Pass subscriber, but when I go into that that area of the marketplace, I see all these squares, all these all these uh 
uh, games of titles that I've either already played on other on other platforms or have no interest in. And I'm not buying this thing. Well, you know, you like all these uh, uh, off the cuff, you know, out of out of the mainstream type games, you know, and, you know, if it's not doesn't have a katana with uh, some uh, some anime characters in it, you're not going to play it. It's like couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, I like a lot of, quote unquote, mainstream games. Uh, Do I like the stuff that's also off the beaten path? beaten path yes i do but all of these consoles from playstation and nintendo i'm saying all of these consoles as if there's a bunch there's only three uh two of these console manufacturers have consistently given me content that appeals to me the xbox is the only one from for two generations one the, at the beginning uh, from the Xbox One, it wasn't the games. It was the interface and how you got to the games and the crappiness and the slowness of the console. That was a hardware issue. It wasn't a software issue. This time, it isn't the hardware. The hardware is great. The tech is, is there's nothing wrong with it. It's just got no software. And that's just as bad, in my opinion. Uh, you don't like grounded? Come on, man! No, stop it! No, no, no. The 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 what what ha, what Xbox executives have sold, uh, and to a certain amount of success thus far. Which, when people say, "Well, the Xbox needs to get rid of the people in charge," no, they don't, because they're gaining. They're getting profits off of minimal effort, and any corporation would love to get that kind. Would would love to have that kind of results. Minimum, maximum profits with minimum effort. Any corporation would love to would love that that scenario. And and right now, Microsoft has that in 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 Xbox. Um, I'm. Everything is like, oh well, I wouldn't have played this game, and I didn't like it. But at least I didn't have to pay for it. That you know that that's that that should that shouldn't be <laughs> your bar. That yeah. should be the bar, man. It's like should be that's, yeah. That shouldn't be your yeah. Problem, it, it's like man, you know, I I I you know I just bought this Mustang, but you know, uh, I I I really liked it, but you know, the wheels fell off as it was coming off the driveway, but. You know, because, be, but because it, 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 you know, I didn't have to pay for it, I, you know, or, or they gave me my money back uh, because the wheels fell off, then, then it, it, it's okay. You know, that, that, that it shouldn't, I can't think of any other hobby. I can't think of any other pastime that people invest money in, their hard earned cash in, in which that kind of, Thinking is acceptable, but for some reason it, it it is now in the gaming space, and we can thank the wizards at Microsoft for for getting that for, for getting that in into the forefront. And I will never understand it. So I do have a Series X. I do not have Game Pass. I've let that expire. 
Um, I have no plans to restart Game Pass, definitely not at its standard price. If I do get it again, I will wait until Black Friday, some type of deal. But even then, if by the time Black Friday rolls around, if there's no content um, that I want to play, why even do it then? It, it's yep. I'm I'm it's not going to be used. So for right now, my Series X, uh, at some point I'm going to go to GameStop or wherever, Blue Shell somewhere, and I'm going to get a, a physical copy of the Master Chief Collection. And I am going to restart and finish. Uh, um, oh gosh, what's the name of that game? Uh, uh, Mordor, Mordor Part Two: Shadow of War, uh, the sequel to uh, uh, Lord of the Rings: uh, Shadow of Mordor. I think it was. So Shadow of War is the second part. Of, this is the sequel to that game, which I absolutely loved. I am going to play that game and finish it. I'm going to go through all the halos. And at that point, if there is nothing available, I, I'm, I'm selling the console because it, it really is doing nothing for me. Uh, whereas the original Xbox, you know, they came in hungry. Uh, no, did they support it for very long? Not really, particularly when you compare it to how Sony supports his console generations. But they were trying to do something different. I mean, Mech Assault. Uh, I can think of a. I can. Uh, I can think of a ton of games. They had a, a you know Panzer Dragoon. They were kind of like the people looked at them as kind of like the Dreamcast. You know, 2.0 <laughs> when the original Xbox came out because they had all these. They had some uh, uh, great deals with from content from Sega and. Uh, there was just there was just a lot of there was a hunger there a hunger for for con that that they were putting content out it's like we're not going to let sony just dominate sony and nintendo just dominate this 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 home console business and then with the 360 even though it had the quality of a kindergarten paper mache project it it had games <sighs> it had games and, and i went through eight of them eight 360s red ringed on me before I gave up on that uh, on that generation. But the reason that I kept coming back was the content that was available for it. But then you know Xbox One hit, and it's like, Ugh. and then Siri, the series consoles have hit, and it's just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So completely that's it. understandable. That's, that's it for me. Completely understandable. So uh, Lefty Brown on the uh, on uh, G from GH Radio uh, says, honestly, my least favorite was the PS One, only because I had it early before all the good stuff came out. Oh, I lament that for you, buddy. Um, and then, uh, uh, sorry, Will D on Discord says uh, the 32X. Yes, technically not a console, and I could finally play Doom on a console. The hardware just wasn't well supported at the time. I probably should have just waited uh, for for Saturn, but in hindsight, we all know the sun was setting on Sega. R.I.P. Saturn uh, and the Dreamcast. Totally agree with you. Gone way before their time. You know, every 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 anniversary we should pour one out. Uh, for yeah, for play Sega. Michael Jackson's Gone Too Soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and play uh, Moonwalker. Michael. So, um, but uh, but for me, uh, I think it was very simple. Um, I I don't really have uh, a ton of systems that you know that I feel were just like so bad you know that they should die in a in a fire i didn't really like the original game boy um i tried very hard to like it but i just thought that you know like why are we playing this i can't see shit on this you know why is everyone raving about this system and tetris and everything i just didn't get it so i mean that would be the one that like that, that really just kind of resonates for me would have to be that one although i guess there's a bit of nuance and as I and as I look back, you know, with my with my candy coated, you know, rose colored glasses, I can be all like, you know, oh, but it was, you know, it was it was revolutionary. You know, revolutionary is one thing, but actually having something that's going to make you like stand up and, and take notice is, is something completely different. So. So I think people need to just kind of wake up that and think that there 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 can be differences, you know, from from what you are. um what's really kind of good um, versus uh, nostalgia. And I think a lot of the times people have a bit of nostalgia for some of these older systems. Um, I can definitely say that um, the first Xbox was really rough to play uh, because there really wasn't anything uh, there, you know, at, at the beginning. I thought the 360 was a really good system, but the first one was just not, you know, all that. But people really, really loved it. And they really, really, you know, wanted to be to be better than it was. But I guess that'd have to be, those would have to be, my, that would have to be mine, would be like the first, that, that first Game Boy just, just was just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, I did not like it. And, and I just didn't, I couldn't see what all the hubbub was, was about for it. And people just you know, absolutely loving it. Um, I, I I did not. I just was just like, this is not a very good system. Why is everyone, you know, touting it out as being like amazing? So I know I'm probably going to get some hate mail for that, but but I, I just didn't really. I, I I just never understood why it was why it was so lauded as 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 just amazing for for what it was. But I know that's probably a. A hot take or people who are just like you know going to call me a philistine or something but that's just that was just a system that that just didn't really work for me so stop rolling your eyes joe <laughs> i'm not rolling my eyes dude you know you know but Everyone's uh entitled to their own opinion and definitely i think the original xbox i mean i enjoyed the system quite a bit but uh you know, um, I think that generation, I think GameCube was my, like, you know, redheaded stepchild console, to tell you guys honest truth, so. Really? I, I'm very surprised by that. I, I mean, yeah, the GameCube, I, I just think the GameCube, um, I think the GameCube was better than the Wii. You know, I, I would have to say, for me, it would be a toss-up between the Wii and, and the first Game Boy would, would be, would be my, would be my games that my systems that that were the least favorite for me. You know, I just I think both of those systems for whatever reason just didn't like I can understand. I could definitely understand with the um uh with the um um with the 
with the Game Boy because I think that was the first iteration of it, and you're probably trying to work out some bugs. So that one I could think could get a could get a pass because uh, they, they've only gone up from it um, from that initial Game Boy. But I think for whatever reason that first Wii uh, for me was kind of like a misfire. Like I, I don't know I don't know what they were doing. Um, I think they just felt like they needed to put out a new system or something because it was just not. It was just not very good, and and I, I struggled to to understand why that came out. And then they were so quick to bring out the Wii U, um, and I I didn't really see that it had um, made that many improvements. I don't know. I just I I would just have to think that those those systems. I don't know. I think out of every out of every group of uh where every company nintendo is probably the one that uh, kind of goes out there and just makes some very wonky decisions about the stuff that they're that they're trying to do but again uh that that's mine uh so joe what are what are some of yours buddy uh my number one and number two consoles uh, that i just really regret purchasing both or were around the um mid 90s on here and basically both systems uh, came out kind of expensive and uh, the first one would have to be the panasonic 3do oh wow here so panasonic 3do retailed for a 700 dollars it came with like crash and burn which was like the first game from crystal dynamics and uh and after reading game fan and getting all caught up in the hype you know pretty much i was in there, I traded a bunch of uh, Super Nintendo and Genesis games to uh, get raise some money, raise some money. And this is back when I was like uh, flying that pirate flag a bit, and I had a uh, Game Doctor Three for my SNES, and I, I remember had some uh, I loved games it. I, I I could uh, you know still keep, but still sell the cartridge and games like <laughs> Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy Three and. I all the, all the greats, Earthbound, all the all those wonderful cartridges, selling them for, I wouldn't say pennies on a dollar, but considerable loss uh, to BRE Software and other BRE places. Software. Could like fund that. your retirement by selling them today. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you ain't lying. You know what? So yeah, I did purchase a, a 3DO for seven hundred dollars. I actually enjoyed some of the games on 3DO, like Road Rash was really fun, Star Control Two, you know um you know i would say that's like a lesser regret than the the number one piece oh shit console i've ever like owned and this is all um, i blame like dave halverson from game fan <laughs> for my blame it on dave. <laughs> i could blame dave but you know it's like okay the atari the 64-bit atari jaguar yeah that was oh. a I also traded in a bunch of games to play that and picked up, I think, at launch, Trevor McFur. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I wanted to play Aliens vs. Predator. It wasn't all that great. I mean, I enjoyed oh, Tempest 2000 and played Doom in a little rinky-dinky window. Not as rinky-dinky as the Doom on 32X. Thank- thankfully, I-, I wasn't into the 32X. I didn't buy into that Sega hype. I was all about the Saturn at that point, so so I, I did. I 
hedge my bets and I bet correctly, but buying an Atari Jaguar, it was fucking horrible. It was a piece of shit, you know. So <laughs> Yeah. John uh John B T on Discord uh echoes he says that he once paid twenty five dollars for an Atari Jaguar and four games. It wasn't worth it. So <laughs> so he even got it at a discount. So I, I think I paid like three or four hundred dollars for my Terry Jaguar. So. Yeah, look at you, always on the cutting edge. But you of got course, cut, yeah. Anybody. You got cut. I got burnt. You got yes. you got cut up, burnt up. I was trying to play Cybermorph, trying to like get the the uh, gameplay that Dave Halverson got when he like dropped acid and played it and gave it a ninety nine in the magazine, <laughs> and he didn't know that he was on acid at the time when he wrote his review. So you know. <laughs> It's a quite mm. infamous story about uh, Dave Halverson and that freaking game and that system. So it's like, yeah. Wow. I know I was at Nick's and we're playing um, Ninja Golf and it's just, oh my God, it's so horrible. And then that Kasumi Ninja game where, you know, they had a character where he was an Irish uh, fighter. Uh, he had a kilt and he would throw fireballs. He raised his kilt and throw fireballs from his kilt. <laughs> Sounds kilt. like fun. I know. Sounds like sounds like three hundred dollars worth of fun right there, buddy. Yeah, I would say also honorary honor to the Atari seventy eight hundred, which I owned for a bit, but I was able to return it to good old Federated Shadow Stevens himself, Mister Federated. <laughs> Federated, wow, what a great, uh, what a but, great, uh, what a great um, organization that was, Federated. Ugh. I remember Wolf. Federated. Remember Federated with Shadow oh, yeah. Stevens? Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, in retrospect, it was crappy, but whatever. Oh, but. I know. Uh, I was grateful I was able to return the 7800, even though I had some decent games. I had Choplifter, but it was during the NES uh, Sega Master System days, and definitely the 7800 didn't hold a candle to either of those two systems even though it was backwards compatible 2600 games i didn't i already sold the 2600 and didn't have any cartridges really to go back to so you were so done those, with it though done with it yeah so you know all yeah. these other systems you know obviously xbox one was pretty bad but i wound up um i think we i sold my xbox one and picked up uh, xbox one x when it finally came out and with all the back compat stuff and Crackdown 3, of course, you know, was a good time on there. So. <laughs> you love your Crackdowns. You know it. Love your Crackdowns. Um, but uh, anything else you want to you wanna say, my friend? That's it. Cool. Uh, so lastly, uh, Crucial Chase on Discord says, Probably the Vita, the Vita. Not because I didn't like it, but Sony neglected it so bad that uh, CPS should have been called Child Protective Services. <laughs> I mean, they got me into Persona, so there's that. But so much potential, it fell in within the wrong crowd, hooked on heroin, and died because of neglectful parents. Uh, such a soliloquy to end on. Uh, but yeah, I have to agree. It's like they, they made the Vita and was just like, hey, you know, this could be kind of cool. But then they made it and they're like, well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, well, the proprietary storage didn't help. The uh, the back panel for uh, unique gameplay uh, elements, that didn't help it a whole lot either. The But I think the biggest hurdle was that 
I think people found out that folks really didn't want uh, PS3 or, or PS3 games on the go. Uh, a lot of their, like their Kill Zone, which is considered one of the best in the series, didn't sell all that well. Uh, I don't think they really could hit come up with games that would really appeal to folks that are more mobile oriented. And then I, and of course, by that time, you know, the actual smartphone mobile craze was really on the upswing when the Vita came out. So I, I, I think it just, in combination, I think, but I think its biggest hindrance was that proprietary storage, because there was because piracy uh, gaffled the PSP. It, it did. I mean, we can, we can, <laughs> I, we can we all, can, I, we, I'm can, not gonna we can, we can, we can, we can make a, 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 a all, all the uh, excuses about it. But I had a pirate, I had a, a jailbroken PSP. Mm -hmm. I mostly played arcade ROMs on it, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't uh, make duplicates of games that I purchased. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, also I was playing like translated Monster Hunter games that weren't in uh, oh. English yet, and they're already fan translated. So I remember doing all those days. So I mean, I mean, y'all can like people can talk can talk all kinds of mess about it, but to tell you the truth, being able to play those games that were not coming out in the U.S. and I mean, ooh, I mean, and to rip all your UMDs to a memory card. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's convenience involved too. Exactly, and, it was convenience, and, but convenience equals piracy in this medium. Let Let's yeah, be honest. Let's I keep know. it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> well, one thing about the Vita is it was like the uh, last glory ride for Sony Computer Entertainment Japan as far as their Japanese developers, because between like what Freedom Wars, Soul Sacrifice, and uh, uh, Gravity Rush, I mean, they they had some games on that system. So, yeah. So, yep. so uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who took the time to um, to answer our question. So, very interesting. Uh, we're going to go on to our next question. So, it was really interesting. So, we, some people read it as, what was your most favorite console you purchased, purchased in your lifetime and why? So, some of our listeners actually answered it the opposite. And so, we have a couple of responses for that. So, we figured, hey... You know, people really want to talk about their their uh, most favorite console that they've ever purchased and their during their lifetime and why. So why don't we ask that for our next question? So, so, um, so the next question is, uh, what is your favorite console that you've purchased in your lifetime and why? Uh, was it because of the selection of games, uh, really good first party support, uh, peripherals, what? So this is your time to 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 really showcase the the system that you just love 100 percent and and you just will back it and and you just love it. So I expect Kevin's to be the uh, Xbox 360, you know, because he loved returning them in the Red Rings. <laughs> so I'm assuming that at least it had games. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it did have games. You know, that's not that's not a bad thing. So so uh, we can't wait to hear uh, hear your responses. And thank you so much for everyone who took the time. As always, Kevin will give you a shout out at the end. Uh, 
But uh, that's it for me. And as always, I'm going to turn it over to the Jabroni Chief with the Jabroni Gaming News. Yes, the Jabroni Gaming News brought to you by Gematsu and Eurogamer. It's a couple places that we usually try to source our articles from. And so we do kind of want to give those two outlets credit a bit. So just to let you know on here. And first thing that kind of came up this week that um, kind of caught my eye and was part of kind of the hubbub throughout the week on social media, including Twitter, had happened to be with The Last of Us Part 1, of course. So there's a lot of leaks uh, basically indicating and showing like footage from like a certain portion at the beginning of the game and com- Pairing it to the actual Last of Us remastered on the PlayStation 4, and uh, a lot of people just kind of not kind of digging or thinking that it's just the reskin, the money cash grab. You know, we saw people like uh, noted gaming celebrities like Paris sitting here uh, doing a big long dissertation why it's not worth seventy dollars, and uh, you know. Uh, Naughty Dog kind of came back and was saying uh, that the leaks were quote-unquote disheartening and frustrating on here. So um, what they also stated was indicating that, you know, they did have a stuff to present out to people, but basically uh, that they needed to vet and do what they needed to do uh, before they were able to publish said coverage on there. So, uh Naughty Dog's Vice President Arnie uh, Meyer stated, leaks really suck, especially when we're right on the cusp of cusp of an asset drop. It's uh, disheartening and frustrating to teams that have put their hearts making awesome things for our fans on here. So, and so also studio senior editor Samuel Prince said, uh, leaks are extremely hurtful to the devs who work tirelessly to bring you these wonderful games. Um, highlighting that Last of Us Part 1's gameplay mechanics have been completely rebuilt. Uh, Public-facing assets take a long time to create, revise, approve, localize, legal clear, ESRB, etc. Be kind on here. So, and then, of course, Neil Druckmann, uh, noted co-president of Naughty Dog. Um, I know when uh, Greg Miller of uh, Kind of Funny was asking about the trophy list he commented on twitter so i'm sure it'll leak in a minute kissy face so on here so overall though they did unveil more coverage of this game uh there's like a um, trailer showing a 10 minute deep dive into it they do cover the different angles they talk about how haptic feedback is going to work in the game on here um and then there showed of course all the accessibility options that they're building in including an audio description setting on here and uh, you know there is coverage out there as far as detailing uh, the ch- types of changes uh for last of us part one on there you know regardless of how you feel if it's worth the 70 dollars or not they are kind of putting it out there um you know, I think we talked about on this show before as well on here. I know, Kev, you stated that uh, you're not going to pick it up for uh, $69.99 at launch on here. I, I, for me personally, I, you know, if, if I'm not going to play it on September 5th or whenever the release date is, I think it's September 5th, 
might not be worth buying it right away. I know it's not going to be rare or hard to find. <laughs> so that's my kind of take on it. And, uh, you know, since I haven't really played that much of the Last of Us remastered, much less uh, Last of Us Part 1, I mean, it's a point that, uh, you know, I might wait too, depending. So I'm going to kind of make my purchase decision kind of based on that metric if i'm gonna actually fire it up the the day i purchased it so you have any opinions on this des i wasn't sure that i'm gonna wait no i think it's i think you're exactly right i think uh people just need to realize that uh it is it is a updated game you know and and they've actually taken the time to to modernize it you know as modern as it could be since it's not that old of a game and i think that it's 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 great that they were able to kind of go in and and sort of try and nip this in the bud to let people know that hey you know this is a this is an all new uh it's 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 new like it's yeah it's the same story but the but the gameplay sorry the uh, the gameplay the gunplay Everything has been modernized. So I think that people just need to be like, okay, you know, I get it. Uh, and and move on. I do think that people need to realize that these people are um, are working to make this a better a, a better product. And and I think the best thing that you said, Joe, was it's not going to be it's not going to be hard to find. You do not need to buy it right away. This will go on sale, and you can buy it then. I just don't think this is a huge. I just don't think this is a huge deal. I think people, you know, are making it a big deal because they expect these things to be to be free or to be cheaper or 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 whatever. You know, smart but, delivery, all that yeah, stuff. You know, yeah, I think smart. a lot of people from the Xbox side of the fence. I hate to say it, are kind of making mountains out of molehills just because they they want to eat for free they're they're used to eating for free you know and and i'm like hey you know you're used to eating for free okay you know i hear you uh but some things ain't gonna be free and and you can be mad about it you know or you can wait and pony up you know pony up (laughs) if you want enough that was not that was not Damn it! I wasn't. That was not supposed to be a a dig. Pony but, up, but it but it kind of came out like one. So happy coincidences, I guess. I don't know, but but you know what I mean. You know, people are used to eating for free, and and sometimes that's just not that's just not what's that's not what's on the menu. And if you're not happy about it, well, you gotta wait. And and there's not like you ain't got other stuff to play. I mean, I know, I know. A lot of people just want to get their quote-unquote opinion heard. They're like, oh, this is not worth seventy dollars. There's a lot of things in this world that are not worth seventy dollars, much less thirty dollars, much less ten dollars. You know, so yeah, but but your your your, your value propositions, yeah. your own value propositions. Yeah, someone out think, there might be just ready to go, like Alfred yeah. from GH Radio. He loves Last of Us, his favorite game of all time. He eats it, but. He says yeah. he's not going to pony up to buy it at launch, but other people out there might, you know. So it just but, depends on what you want. And that's fine. Like I'm to be 100% honest, I'm not going to buy it either. I most likely will wait until it goes on sale, which it will. I don't need to own it immediately, you know. I don't need to own it, you know, when it right right when it comes out. It's fine. 
it will be there. I think, again, the best thing you said was this is not going to be hard to find people. It's okay. We can wait. You can chill. You can do something else. You will survive. Okay, can we keep this 100? Can we keep this a buck and what is all this stuff is really about? Sure. It is false concern, false agitation, uh, frustration because an almost 10 year old game practically shits on everything that's on the Xbox right now. Wow. So I mean, let's I mean let's just keep let's just keep this let's just keep this a stack. Um show me a game on Game Pass uh July 24th of 2022 that even comes close to the graphical presentation, the gameplay presentation and the storyline of the PS3 version of Last of Us. I'll wait. Hmm. I'll wait. PS3 version? Uh, wow. Yes. Show me. I, I mean, I'm not even talk. I'm not even talking about the PS4 remaster. I'm talking about the PS3 ones. This is really what it, this is really what it's all about. People, uh, people are bitter beer face because their their uh, console uh, juggernauts have been delayed, and you have a brand new system that is going on its second year with no AAA first-party content. None. So when people get these false concerns, false anger, they're, they're, you know, who, people had no interest in buying this game to begin with, all of a sudden, you know, we've got the Game Chair Mafia in, in full chorus talking about why this this game isn't worth $70. Okay, fine. I mean, I know you're doing you're doing Lord Phil's work to get to to get your, your point across. I get it. Make your money, whatever. But the, the, the this is a whole bunch of false anger. A whole yeah. bunch of false anger and you have a you have a group of and it's probably small a small group of uh, people who are pissed off that their platform of choice isn't giving them anything that they really truly want. And instead of bringing their arguments and their complaints to where it, to where it needs to be, AKA Phil, uh, uh, Phil Spencer's desk, they're bitching and moaning about what's going on on a platform that they claim to not give two shits about. I mean, this is really this is really what it boils down to. Um, I'm not buying. I'm not buying. I'm I'm going to get the game. I'm not paying seventy dollars for it because I have played through The Last of Us a couple times on the PS3 and fully enjoyed it. And I I did not buy the PS4 remake. Didn't feel I needed to. I will get the PS5, uh, uh, or rather PS4 remaster. It wasn't a remake. Uh, I will get the PS5 remake uh, probably uh, come Black Friday, and when I'm ready to when I'm ready to play through the game again, I will enjoy it. 
and we saw that it's, it's going to work in the functionality of the of the dual sense reworked ai reworked graphics is it the same story yes it is the same story but it's a much smoother gameplay presentation so now the latest uh from what i've heard is that oh well you can't go prone like you could in in, in last of us 2 so that's where we're drawing the line so you can't go prone now that it, Okay, whatever. <laughs> or that doesn't have the multiplayer. Well, I mean, the I think the multiplayer is a legitimate is a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate complaint. But I mean, I mean the, the uh, that multiplayer thing. They they basically said that it's they have a much larger scope for that. I mean, they're still developing it. You know, and Last of Us Two has been out for a minute. <laughs> you know, still sans the the multiplayer. So, I mean, you, I, you can you can probably make a make a legitimate case for how come the Last of Us re, uh, remake isn't getting the uh, the factions multiplayer, but they have. I think Naughty Dog has been forefront in saying that they've got uh, plans uh, for the multiplayer. So. You know, you can either accept that and, and, or think it's complete BS and 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 not not give give the project your money. That that's fine. But yeah, this exactly. This, but this this thing or this this nonsense about oh, it's not worth seventy dollars because it's 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 basically the same. This this is from the same people. This is from the same people who just before the. Uh, Microsoft uh, disappointment deluge that was their not E3 presentation were saying they couldn't wait to see the re the the uh, Marcus Phoenix collection remake. Same people, you know. So they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, 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 prop it up on one side, but not have that same energy. When it comes to a platform that they claim not to give two craps about, so you know, nah, the 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 less the the less the gaming community at large, the less attention the gaming community at large gives these clowns, the better, because but unfortunately, these are the people that got the blue Twitter check marks. These are the people that are dining with Phil Spencer and Matt Booty. These are the people that are that have uh, garnered the uh, uh, the blessings from key execs in the gaming industry, and for whatever reason, their word is bond, and people fly off the hinges, uh, particularly when it comes to to critiquing naughty dog which is probably the the best the best developer in the industry period maybe i would say gorilla might be it is probably right there but naughty dog is probably the best developer in this industry period and that's why every time and and, and something that they're going to have to figure out they got to figure out where all these leaks are coming from they got to isolate that. They should have been isolated that. So that's that's on them for not locking down whoever is is leaking uh, not complete information. 
mm-hmm. uh, on their end. So that's a that's a corporate issue. That's a PlayStation issue that they need to sort out. But you know, haters gonna hate. I mean, they hated on Tom Brady. I don't even follow sports. And whenever whenever he made it to the Super Bowl, it's just a whole bunch of people talk about how how terrible he is as a quarterback. It was like, well, how bad can he be? He doing something when right he, when he gets to the gets to the Super Bowl. I don't know what eight nine times, however, winning most of them. And you have a company that like Naughty Dog, you know, even though I don't put a lot of stock in in. Uh, quote unquote industry awards, but they, they their game is the is the most. There's that Last of Us series is the most awarded game, you know, just about ever. I think maybe, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think any other game has gotten as as many industry awards uh, for the for the, for that for that content. So again, when you on top. Because they can't be you, they're going to hate you. It is what it is. All right, good deal. Great discussion on Last of Us Part 1. And definitely let us know out there what you think about the subject or if uh, if we're coming off base uh, or if you have an opinion on our opinion or your opinion. So. All right, next thing that kind of came up this past week had to do with a certain game called Persona 5 Royale. So, uh, unfortunately for uh, owners of the PS4 version of the game, you are not going to be able to get a free upgrade to the PS5 version of the game. You're going to have to purchase it separately on here. You'll have to buy it at full retail price. So, there was a FAQ placed on Atlas's Japanese website. They explain that they are not providing those uh, free upgrades for the PS4 purchases of Persona 5 The Royale on here. So, so you're going to have to buy the PS5 version. So we'll have to see what's up as far as what's the differences between the two versions. Play, either playing PS4 version on PS5 or whether you, uh, what's in the PS5 version itself. Game already runs at 4K via backwards compatibility, so the obvious upgrade would be the um, frame rate up to 60 frames per second and adding uh, DualSense support to the game as well. Um, Persona 5 Royale is going to be released not only for for PS5, but also coming out for Xbox Series consoles. It's also coming out on Games Pass and then Nintendo Switch and PC on October 30, 21st. I could speak over here so on here so you know we kind of you know talked about this previously on the show there's not nothing to say that these uh upgrades from a ps4 to ps5 version are automatically going to be free and i could see the where you know obviously um i think they're more uh, to be expected on the Xbox side of the fence, especially with Xbox first party. But there's other instances where third parties are pretty much not doing the whole, um, you know, smart delivery on certain titles or whatnot. You know, they want to get paid <laughs> for the new version of said game on here. And I could totally understand where Atlas is coming from now. It would have been nice if they would have offered the free upgrade. But I'm not sitting here expecting or lauding them because they're not on there. I totally understand. So if if I want to play, 
at 60 frames and play it on the Super the Greatest, guess what? I'll just have to either pony up and buy the PS5 version or I'll just play it on Games Pass. So, Any of you two have any uh, thoughts on uh, this news article, this uh, news about it not having a free upgrade? I'm not terribly worried about it. Um, and I don't, I think you've already, like, you're, you're kind of done with it, right, Kev? I mean, you're. Yeah, I've, I've played through Persona 5. I probably at some point will do another playthrough of it just to, to make different choices, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to play. I didn't, I'm not going to play Royal because it's not canon. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, and, I... and do you really, you know. Do you really need 60 frames per second on a turn-based RPG? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, is that is that really is that is that the hill we're gonna we're gonna fight on for a turn-based RPG, particularly in this cel-shaded anime uh, art style? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would think people need to be kind of like, okay, you know, let's not worry about it too much, folks. Yeah, and, and okay. you know. Uh, and Persona, like I said, you know, Persona is probably my favorite outside of the uh, of, uh, Valkyrie Profile series uh, of turn-based art because, you know, your boy don't is not much on the turn-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story and the character development that, pers- that the, the Persona series has done my introduction to the series was Persona 4 Golden. Um, the the character development and the story is just so good that and, and the uniqueness that they employ in the turn-based combat mechanics um, just made that that series just very special uh, for me. So. I didn't buy Royal when it was announced because it wasn't canon. Once I found once I found out that Atlas stated that ro- the Royal content, those additional characters were not canon, in my opinion, I, there was no need to replay it. Hmm. I bought it because of the Steelbook, and I still haven't played it. So, story of my life over here. So. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And then you collect, and therefore you collect. So. Yeah. Pretty much it. And I'm going to kind of slow my roll on that business. Well, we'll see. So, mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, like always, like I stated previously, if you guys have any opinion on it, definitely let us know. We'll post the news articles in the news section of the Discord just to let you know what we've gone over in this past episode. That way you could let us know if you have an opinion. We'll talk about it next week during uh, our main event We'll do as an aside if need be on there, or we could discuss on the Discord as well. So, uh, next thing kind of came up is uh, you know we talked about this previously on the show, but No More Heroes 3 is getting a um, release for both uh, PlayStation and Xbox consoles, and also on uh, PC via Steam on here. And so Xseed did announce the. Um, version of the games for all said platforms are going to be released on October 11th in North America and October 14th in Europe on here. So in North America, you are going to be able to get a physical day one edition for PS5, PS4, and X, uh, Xbox Series uh, slash one for $59.99, which includes a uh, copy of the game. You actually get a game disc inside, God forbid, 70-plus uh, page Art book 
a 22-track soundtrack, and a 7x4-inches Santa Destroy commemorative biker license plate on here. And then all, a couple of illustrations for the game case and also the custom outer box, which were done by series artist Yusuke Kazaki on here. So, And, of course, for our European listeners, it's going to be available in the physical edition for uh, 59.99 euros on there or 49.99 pounds on here. So that's going to include the same thing. Copy the game, all new artwork, uh, three art cards, and a double-sided poster on there. So sounds cool to me on here. So everyone's kind of looking forward to these ports if need be. I, you know... You know, say what you will about No More Heroes 3. I know, Kev, you enjoyed it when you played it, but uh, did it run all that well on the Switch? It ran okay until the enemies got a little too plentiful. Mm. And then it started, and then we got the the the, the flip the flip book special, and then the frame rate. I will be I will I will be buying this uh, when it come becomes available on. Uh, playstation and uh but i am keeping my switch copy smart man yeah i wound up i imported um the story of my life i got the uh santa destroy edition of no more heroes 3 imported from japan so i could get physicals of no more heroes 1 and 2 so i actually have the whole series on switch now on there including the uh travis strikes back which uh, did get a release on playstation at some point on there so but uh uh, I have enjoyed the series in the past. I've I own all the games on the Wii, both No More Heroes One and Two. You know, so I've kind of made it a point to uh, collect. Gotta get them all. So we'll see if I pick it up day one. More than likely I will, but we'll see. Right there. Any interest in No More Heroes Three at all, this? Um, at this point, I need to play the. Well, I'm starting to sound like you. Um. <laughs> I, I played the first one and almost beat it, but I haven't really played any of the other games in the in the series, so I might I might check it out. Um, this really does sound kind of nice though the um, the the collector's edition. So I don't know. We'll see. Definitely we'll see. see. I might got some uh, Best Buy points I could kind of dedicate towards this. Mm, so. There you go. Yeah. Can't you can't front on the Best Buy points. Nope. All right, next thing kind of came from, a uh, new story came from the whole TennoCon, of course, Digital Extremes and Warframe. Um, you know, obviously, is a big note for fans of that particular series on here. And uh, uh, not only did they announce, of course, we don't, I don't have it in news, but they announced a like a kind of a, a RPG version of Warframe on there, which uh, is being worked on by Digital Extremes, which is kind of crazy in of a self on here so and that is named soul frame i guess they are kind of taking some inspiration from uh, studio ghibli on here and it's an mmo uh on there and they are working on it and so it's like kind of same in the warframe series on here but it's going to be a free-to-play action hybrid mmorpg on here but uh, also uh, they are going to be working and pairing up with the developer Airship Syndicate. Airship Syndicate, if you didn't know, was responsible for both uh, the Battle Chasers game, 
that came out a couple of years ago. Um, they also developed and worked on the original Darksiders and Darksiders Genesis as well. And then they just recently uh, did the uh, League of Legends uh, RPG, which I forgot the name off the top of my head. Desmond, if you could come in with the save. You remember that game? I do, but I do not know. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but yeah, it just came out. It was... Um... Pretty good game. You should definitely check it out if you haven't already. Let's look at that just for posterity's sake. Okay. Crack internet research in an effect right now as Joe runs to the computer. Ruin Whoa. King. Ruin what? King. Ruin King. Ruin King. Yes. Joe trots out to the computer to see what's going on. I'm at the computer. But yeah, what's oh, okay. mentioned yeah. during TendoCon is that they are working with uh, Digital Extremes on an action RPG on here. And uh, kind of the gameplay kind of got sneak from the partnership announcement. Kind of gives me some Kingdoms of Amalur vibes a bit, but they're stating that it's going to be an online RPG, action RPG from Airship Syndicate that they're working on with help from Digital Extremes to do a lot of the backbone you know the server component and whatnot but uh you know joe mad and the team at airship syndicate they usually are on point with their character designs with their art and from what uh, they saw even though they weren't focusing on the game directly they had like off-screen footage it looked pretty damn cool and so i just want to kind of mention it um they are going to fully reveal this game at the game awards uh, in 2022 towards the end of the year on there and uh, we'll have to see what this game is but uh they are working together and we're going to see more on yeah here. i am definitely uh i am definitely uh ready to see what they're doing because i think it's going to most likely be super cool so i am Definitely here for it. So Yeah, from what they stated in the little vignette is that it's a brand new original world where Adventure with Friends is the name of the game. So it's a character based third action fantasy action game. So so cool. And I really liked I really like Joe Mad's designs. Um yeah, and I have been a huge fan um of Airship Syndicate. So I am definitely um I'm definitely here for it. So I yeah, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I need to go back and play Rune King, too. I bought it on launch because I am a fan of Airship Syndicate. But uh, I know from what you said, stated, Des, on that game that the game the um, gameplay was a little bit uh, action-y as far as... Yeah, really... it is it is definitely a turn-based game, but but it's a much more fast-paced... Uh, it's it's weird. It's like it's like you're, 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 you're playing... You're playing like like a normal. Uh, I want to say you're playing like a normal. Um, oh, you're playing like a like a normal um, turn-based game, but the gameplay you have to make decisions. Uh, the terrain will change. You have to make decisions on 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 your footing, who you're going to attack, and how. Um, it just has a lot of moving parts to it. And I think it's really cool because of it. Um, it's, it, it doesn't feel very rote yet. And I really like the characters. They all 
they all seem to have uh, their own sort of life to them. So definitely think um, if you if you're willing to take a, a, a chance um, with it. I mean, this is definitely a game to to try out because I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I think it's really um, it's a really fantastic game. It's all I can say about that. I think I think you should try it if you if if you get definitely if you could buy it on a sale or your or if your money's tight, definitely uh, pick it up on a sale. I know it's been on sale uh, before a couple of times, so um, so you I just got a normal game came out for like thirty bucks, and if you're a League yeah. of Legends fan, it's you know in the League of Legends universe as well. So yeah, so if you if you like League League of Legends, then you're definitely gonna. You're definitely gonna like this because it goes into more details and backstory of of those characters. So, plus, really uh, good, really good time. Darksiders Genesis is also kind of an unheralded gem, and it is available on PlayStation Plus Extra. So, yeah, that's definitely worth worth. That's definitely worth playing if you have a good friend. And I really would like to go back to that too, Joe. We just we just need to do that. So, or if if you're interested too. So, did you ever play that game, Kev? I wasn't sure. I forgot if you picked it up at launch or not. So. I ne- I never I never picked it up, so no. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like a Diablo like game, but you're running around with um uh with your It's war and uh yeah, it's famine? The war, war, yeah. Yeah, some war like and that. famine, yeah. But it's really funny because cause famine is is kinda like he's hilarious in his like he has two twin guns and you can switch off um so one of you can play as war and the other can play as famine for a while or you can switch off but they each they each uh play completely different really good game mm-hmm. yeah good to check it out all right and then we have one last news story to discuss and this just has happens to be a leak and what a leak it is so you know, it is summer. Uh, Comic Con just passed, of course, and so uh, based on a, a data mine of the noted Marvel's Avengers, you know, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix, Marvel's Avengers look is looking to get a selection of beachwear skins. So Thor is busting out with a uh, pair of very tight blue shorts, short shorts, and matching blue shades. Uh, Natasha, of course, Black Widow is getting a full swimsuit skin bikini with black leather top and black leather bottoms on there. And of course, uh, Tony Stark is busting up with gold shorts, gold short shorts and a gold shiny shirt on here and uh, some uh, Iron Man flip flops, of course, you know, God forbid that you don't have your uh, Iron Man flip-flops, and of course, Captain America is busting out shirtless, went topless. I don't know why Captain can afford the uh, top along with his bottom, but uh, yeah. Um, just in case you're still playing Marvel's Avengers out there, folks, uh, you have some in-game currency to blow so you can bust out with the Avengers and their beach volleyball swimwear galore on here. So need we say more. I don't know where Marvel's Avengers is going to wind up with Square Enix being sold, but uh, <laughs> any thoughts, gentlemen? Nope. Is this what we're doing, really? 
I have no thoughts about this. I mean, oh hey, if, if you're enjoying it, more power to you. I really hope you like you like I'm the skins. So, I'm so glad I dropped this game at the beginning. <laughs> really hope you like I the skins. I'm so glad. I don't know what else to say. So. <laughs> more power to you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking, uh, speaking of Avengers, what did uh, just curious, Des? What did you think of uh, Marvel Phase Five? Uh, announcement. Was your... uh, I'm glad that they are not uh, stringing us along like they did the first three phases because I think they didn't know what they were doing. And I was really worried that uh, they were going to um, uh, just completely take a long time in order to get to the next kind of Avengers movie. But now that you know, the Avengers in this MCU is is a well-oiled machine. We're going to be seeing um, a lot more stuff. I mean, they have this thing planned all the way out to, I think it's 2026. Um, and I think that, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know how many people are going to be able to watch everything, seeing as they have, like, I think it's 18 projects between movies and TV. So that is a lot. Plus the TV shows, they're going from nine uh, or six, six or nine to like 18. They announced Daredevil and Daredevil. The new Daredevil show is going to be 18 episodes. And these episodes are generally an hour long. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Um I they show trailers for She-Hulk, which I think is going to be fun. Uh, I think it's not going to, you know, set the world on fire or anything, but it's going to be a really good, uh, a really good, a really good show um, about. Uh, this is one of those. I think She-Hulk is one of those shows that's going to uh, round out the Marvel universe, and I think that's what it's there for. It's not going to be earth shattering. It's just going to round out the world that all these characters kind of live in. And I think if you think about it like that, uh, you won't be as disappointed. It looks, but the trailers look fantastic. Now, if you have not seen the Wakanda Forever trailer, you are missing out. That trailer looks amazing. And the amount of um, uh, homage there, or the amount of not homage of what is it called? Kind of uh, the amount they're giving to a Chadwick Boseman and his Black Panther is fantastic. Angela Bassett just just acts her ass off as as a. Uh, as the, as the queen you really need to if you have not checked that out and oh and namor was in it they showed namor they showed the atlanteans uh, this is this the the whole trailer you know just sets a move if you a mood if you have not seen it it is it is fantastic um have they so have they re are they replacing chadwick bozeman's uh it looks like they are. Uh, they're they 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 are going to. There is going to be a new Black Panther. They teased it, but you have no idea who it's going to be yet. But th the silhouette that they use uh, is a very feminine silhouette. So, so probably not, Siri. 
Yeah, it's either going to be Siri or um, the other one. I can't remember her name. the the one that The one that he was in love with might take over. And then some people say that it she might wasn't be a fighter though. Uh, well, she kind of was. Well, I mean, she she had combat skills, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. Her well, more, she was more of a diplomat. Yeah, she fought. She fought when she had to, but she was more of a diplomat than. But I, I do think know. that there. I do think that uh, there's going to be a couple of Black Panthers, though. I think. I, I think we're going to see a couple of different uh, Black Panthers, and it's it's all going to be the all of the females are going to don it, and then one the one is going to be at the end. I honestly think that it might be Angela Bassett. To be completely honest with you, because. The way, no, no. I love seriously. Angela Bassett as an actress, but I don't think she needs to be Black Panther. I'm just, sorry. I seriously, just, seriously, when you watch the trailer, I can't see that. No, 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 I no seriously, seriously. When you brother watch struggling the, seeing that. When you watch the trailer and you watch the 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 power at which she she speaks, I and 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 she was in that Fox TV series where she was the cop and she did a lot of like you know, um, action sequences and that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that she's, if she does do it, I don't think she's going to be like the final Black Panther. I think she might do it in order to protect some people and then realize that, that she just can't keep it up. And then someone else might take her, take her place to be the real one, the, 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 the not the real one, but the, but, but, but the permanent Black Panther. I do think that, I do think that it's going to be a female and it must most likely will be one of the, one of the females. People are saying it might, it might be Shuri because she was the one that traditionally had it in the comic books, but I'm not so sure about it. But the, all the underwater scenes with Namor look amazing. Namor is looking very, very like, I don't know. It's like this Aztec, um, uh, Mexican American, like Mexican sort of like, you know, very very Latin, you know, feel to it. It's like it's like underwater like Aztecs. It's I don't know. Just just the amount of just like flavor that you get. It's just it's just nom nom nom. It's just like the the, the scenery from that trailer is just phenomenal seriously if you have not watched the black the, the wakanda forever trailer you are missing out it's going to be amazing the, the movie's going to be amazing so but as far as i was other, disappointed that they're make the next blade is going to be pg that that they really sucks. shouldn't do that like they really shouldn't that, do that. sucks and i think what's annoying what's well, i saw that i tapped annoying. out i said never mind it's yeah like really only Wakanda and Blade were the only two things that I was interested in. It's like, eh, but the thing nah. that I don't understand why they're doing that is because like Disney was super was super um, like uh, loud about the fact that they they added parental controls to their platform to allow us to allow uh, them to create more adult content because daredevil is going to be ma mature so that's why i'm like if you're able to make daredevil ma why can't you make you know why can't you make blade um, needs to be mature exactly if it's not mature it's it you're just you're just yeah it's like if that's what you're doing to why blade, like, <laughs> exactly if that's what you're gonna do to blade what are you gonna do to deadpool what are you going to do to all these other Just characters? make them a Fortnite skin and be done with it if you're going <laughs> to yeah. do that. Yeah. But it looks great. I'm glad that Kang is a is a black man. I think it's I think it's fantastic and he's he's the major villain. 
uh, for a lot of it. Um, Fantastic Four is probably going to look good. I don't know. The the everything looks everything that Marvel's doing looks good. Um, I hope that they they are able to control the tone, the tonal shifts of their of their movies because the tones of their movies is really weird. It can go from being jokey, jokey comedy like Thor: Love and Thunder was. Like that movie, I saw this post. People were talking about how that movie just killed you with a thousand tiny jokes, and that was the one thing about that movie that just killed me. Is is everything, every shot that was that was a that was a moving or emotional piece was undercut by some kind of comedy and i'm like why why are you so scared to let people feel things in these damn in these damn movies it was just stop it you know stop it it's 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 unnecessary and so so i really hope that they are able to to uh do something with that because you know and then and then uh wanda the the um what's her name the mad the, in the multiverse of madness was just was just all over the book i don't know it's just marvel just needs to decide what they're going to do and kind of move forward or or allow certain movies to do, to to be one thing throughout the whole thing you know but this trying to straddle the line is just killing it it's just it's just not very good so yeah oh they haven't really it's not like they're keeping up character they're keeping consistent with the source material it, not at all they're they're kind of throw they've kind of thrown that out that 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 ba- they've thrown that baby out with the dishwater with the with yeah. the soapy water so and that's yeah. probably it's, why I well I've tapped it's its out own of thing it. yeah it's yeah. it's really is its own thing at this point but but as far as the announcements I thought they were fine I cannot wait to see exactly what they're going to do with it uh, I'm a Marvel fan for life so let's see you know so. I know that was a lot about I know that was a lot about uh, movies and the announcements, but I know that a lot of a lot of folks who who listen to this show are comic book fans. So and a lot of these shows end up being comic book movies so or comic book video games. So let's just keep it up. Let's keep it 100. So, yeah, one one thing I saw that I had to look just to make sure it wasn't a joke. If it was, just, I saw like a jokey announcement for uh uh, Disney Plus uh, Yang and Morbius TV series. No, so. no, that was that is a joke, buddy. They're pulling your chain on that one. Oh, I know, I know. I don't think Marvel's going to do anything more Morbius, but we'll see. So, well, people are all talking about it's morbid time, you know. So people just <laughs> just laughing their asses off for that. Because it's mm. it's morbid time, so I, I I love that Sony re-released the movie in theaters, and it just did so crappy on the week weekend <laughs> that they uh, brought back to the theater, and they thought that all this internet hype. I actually, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I actually saw it in the theater, and I was like, mm. I was like, mm. I, was, I tried so hard to be like, you know what? At least they're trying, but no, this was not. This is not a good movie. This is not a good mm. movie. Okay. It was are they going to do anything with Adam Warlock and uh, Silver Surfer and all the like? Yeah, cosmic... Adam Adam Warlock is in the new is in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Adam Warlock. But the problem is, he's not from from what early test screenings are or sorry, of what scenes are. 
is he is not the Adam Warlock from the uh, from the Jim Starlin uh, because he's a newborn. He he acts he acts like like a baby. So you're not going to be able to see the actual, you know, full on cosmic messiah type like he's a baby. And so, you know, you're from from what I understand, what people are scared of is that you're going to be seeing like baby humor because Adam Warlock is in the movie is going to be, you know, he, he has no, you know, he doesn't know what's going on because he's a he's a newborn. So and James Gunn is going to make it is going to make a few little little funny, you know, quips about him being a newborn. So so just 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 expect some comedy at, at his expense. So so part of me is kind of like, Ugh. so. Mm. So, yeah, so I don't know. I really don't know at this point, Joe. I, I, I really hope that they allow it to be uh, good. Oh, and then. <laughs> And then um, sources are saying because uh, this is um, what's his name, um, the guy who who's who, the director. I can't remember his name. It's blocking me. Um, anyway, the director because this is his last. James Gunn. Yeah, because this is his last movie. He he's, he's he signed on for three, and then he's going to go off to DC and make movies for DC because DC basically gave him the Suicide Squad. So it looks, looks like he's probably going to go off and make a Suicide Squad movie. Or a sequel to that, and this is his last movie. So, like James Batista, uh, the guy who plays Drax, he's probably going to leave, and um, he's going to kill a bunch of the Guardians off. But to to stop leaks, what they did is uh, they're filming multiple death scenes, so you're not going to see who is actually going to be die- who's going to die in the in the movie because. Um, no one will know until the actual movie is released who's actually going to die. But, but yeah. Um, so just if you have a friend or one that you like or something, they're not, probably not going to be long for this world. So, but I'm just saying, this is a very interesting, like Marvel's has a lot of stuff going on right now. So if you're a Marvel fan and you're really into it, you might, you might be super happy, but if you're not, you might be, you know, you, you, your mileage may vary is all I can say. <laughs> all right. So, that's yeah, just the like news with everything. for this week. So sorry for throwing that in, but uh, no, it's fine. I, I love talking about video games. And I, again, I was just at Comic-Con. So, so I definitely know um, what's been going on. So, but yeah, all right. did, did DC throw anything out? Sorry to throw another curve. No, but... DC, DC, and uh, DC and them did not have a booth or anything. The only thing they released was uh, seen uh, stuff for the new Harlequin show, the third season for the Harlequin show, Harlequin TV show, which which is basically people love it, and then Shazam. The, the yeah, Shazam. I saw the Shazam trailer. I actually yeah. bothered to watch that. So. And that was the there was those were the only two. Oh, and Black Adam. Sorry, Black Adam. Uh, they show the new trailer for Black Adam, which is coming out. And I think the breakaway star for Black Adam is going to be Dr. Fate. He looks great. A little bit too much like um, Stephen Strange, though, in some of the stuff he's doing. But but I do believe that uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fate is going to be the, uh, the the clear winner of, of super cool effects and whatnot. So. But yeah, that's that's all I got from 
for for Comic Con. You know, I, I again love comics, so I'm always up for talking about it. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> game night. Our game nights take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can find our check out our channel on Discord under Thursday game night, and uh, pretty much any game you want to play, uh, we'll be able to get a hold of it if we don't have it already, and just uh, say what you'd like to play on our Discord channel, and we will be more than happy to join you and interact with you through the wonderful world of video games every Thursday, uh, 6 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely hope to see you guys there. Uh, if you like what we're doing, speaking of our Discord channel, if you like what we're doing uh, here in the podcast space, I would highly encourage you to check out our Discord channel. You'll be able to find the link to our Discord channel on our uh, Twitter feed. No, it, it, we're we're not an echo chamber. Um, Varying opinions, varying uh, perspective on the wonderful world of gaming are expressed, but it's done without all the toxicity and with all the nonsense that you see on bigger, more on the huge mainstream uh, social media platforms. I mean, you can't even talk about video games without it turning into something redunculous. So if you're sick and tired of all that nonsense, I would highly encourage you to check us out on Discord, uh, no prerequisite required. Just click the link, join, and you're in. Uh, special shout out to the folks that make our main events the main event of our show. Um, without you guys, we'd just be three old folks, three old geezers yapping to the internet ether. So appreciate your interactions on Discord. Appreciate your interactions on Twitter. And uh, it just makes our show all the more enjoyable getting all of y'all's perspectives out. So special thank you to Irish Joe 13, Fred French 2017, GH Radio, Alfred, Lefty Brown, Will D, Crucial Chase, and John BT. Big thanks, big ups, big kudos to y'all for sending in your um, your comments regarding our main event so thanks for helping making this podcast just a little bit more extra special uh so if you would like to contact us you can hit us up at uh gaming vessels at gmail.com that is the email you want to use if you've heard something that you want to respond to if you yourself would like to be on our show get your points of view on the wonderful world of gaming out to those who enjoy our show, you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. There you will also find our link to our uh, Discord space, uh, which, again, I highly encourage you to participate in. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Uh, I'm really not active on Twitter anymore. I'm, I'm not going to delete my, my account, but I, I 
for me, I've more or less just kind of walked away from it. I may turn it on just to look at and briefly at what's going on. If I get a message, I will respond to it. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm just not going to ignore it. But for all intents and purposes, I'm, I'm more or less done with Twitter at this point. But I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, um, PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code, 76582155330. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All right, everybody. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at the Nemo6. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on uh, PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live under the handle Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. And on Nintendo, my friend code is 52806674451. And as always, if you message us, please let us know how you how you heard about us. Mention the show, mention Jabroni, mention something. That way we know you are a person and not a bot. We want to talk to people, not bots. They know why. Uh, and Mr. Jabroni Chief, how can people find you, buddy? On Twitter, they can reach me at the handle Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. And also, that's my handle both on PlayStation Network and on Steam. Uh, Xbox, I am Jabroni Chief 374 and Nintendo Friend Code. I should be there in the next couple weeks playing some Sunbreak uh, 4-7. One two five nine five three one four zero nine. All right, all right. So that is going to bring episode one seventy eight to a close. Want to thank you for rocking out with us. So for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy, aka the Deck Commander. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonoff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Have a bling bling, snicker snicker in the background, Des, yo. Hey, I didn't say anything. <laughs> snicker snicker. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <sighs> What'd you call me? Exactly. Snicker <laughs> snicker what? I don't think so, sir. (laughs) I did not say that word. (laughs) We will be back episode 179 in your ears. Peace. Snicker, snicker.